From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We were discussing Oppenheimer was a book before a movie. The Martian, book before a movie. Stone, I'm going to go through uh, what Glamour Magazine calls some of the best movies based on books, and I want to get your, uh, whether or not you saw them. Okay. Uh, Lady Chatterley's Lover, 2022. Um, no, sir. The book apparently has explicit descriptions of sex. Okay, no. I don't know if that's going to interest you. I don't know. Let me write that down. All right. Noted. Okay, Lady Chambersome of Commerce. And Okay, awesome. Yep, perfect. Got it. Uh, 2005, Pride and Prejudice off of the Jane Austen book. Of course. You saw that? I did. Oh, what did you think? It was almost a uh, school project. It was like mandatory. Oh, interesting. What did you think of it? It was good. It was good. I definitely saw. Did you read the book or you see the movie? Uh, Come on. I mean, I I lied about reading the book and still, you know, (laughs) did the school project. But I watched the movie. Uh, The Wizard of Oz. Come on, baby. Okay. Green light both ways. I still, I still. It doesn't hold up great, but I still like watching The Wizard of Oz. The, the special effects are just dismal. It, I mean, it doesn't hold up, like, at all. No, uh, but neither does Independence Day. <laughs> like, Independence Day, watching that back, the early attempts at CGI, not good. Like, when the fireball goes through L.A., it's not good at all. It's, it's just bad. Like, I, I'll say this, like, Wizard of Oz and Independence Day, I put it same level of special effects. <laughs> <laughs> that, CGI sucks. First of all, that's disrespectful to Independence Day. And I think, you know, what, I like the movie. A, a take from Independence Day and the CGI, I think there were movies during its era that had better CGI. So I didn't know if it was the production company, you know, the people, whether it was whoever put that movie together, Warner Brothers, like they were behind the eight ball because there were movies at that time. And I've seen this take out there. It's popular that had better graphics and CGI and everything than Independence Day. So I. Uh, Check your, your takeoff. I think it's good. I am not a CGI guy at all. Oh, I, I just feel like it takes away from movies. Like, what happened to the good old days when you could you, you would actually make special effects and, and build sets different sizes to make it look like you were actually seeing something that was real? CGI, to me, in my experience, never looks real. So ever. You- so then you have to admit you're a huge Mission Impossible fan, right? Tom, I, I like Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise does his, all his he's, own yeah, stunts. Yeah, that's sick, man. And he doesn't use a lot of CGI. He's talked about it. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Uh, Top Gun, too. That, that Scientology stuff, a little weird. Actor, I'm all in. <laughs> right. Uh, little Women, 2019. Mm, no, no, sir. No. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Um... I mean, I know how wildly popular the book is. But you haven't seen it. But I haven't seen it. Okay. What about uh, Devil Wears Prada? Uh, yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. Well, good. First Wives Club? Uh, nope. All right. A little before your time. All right, good. Those sound like all award-winning books and movies, though. Does, uh, does Independence Day hold up? Does Independence Day hold up? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I will say that the 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 fighting scenes the like war scenes that's good when the ufos first come into the atmosphere that's good stuff all i'm saying is that there are some aspects of it not good not like when the white house blows up and when the fireball goes through la not good not good stuff i it, it, i don't i don't like it it's just as good as our uh, oppenheimer sound effect that we use quite yeah. frequently in the show yeah yeah same now, level apparently oppenheimer they try to stay away from cgi as much as possible like the explosion scenes and i have not seen it yet that's genuine stuff. Wow, that makes me a little more interested. And I was already like nine out of ten. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, I will see it at some point. I saw Barbie before it, though. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and get to our staple here on this Monday on Ken Levick Alive. Over the weekend, I'll have a lot of time to relax and let it soak in some of the nonsense that I see or hear about sports, whether it be on television, whether it be on radio, whether it be on social media, the big three as we call them. And on Monday, we let you know about it, and we discuss what was the biggest dog bleep we saw over the weekend in a segment we appropriately call Dog Bleep Monday. Um, yes, dog <laughs> And today... Dog Bleed Monday is brought to you by Quelliv, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quelliv.com, laser therapy at its finest, laser therapy for everybody. No, it's not some hoity-toity rich person thing. I think when you hear lasers, you think to yourself, oh, there's no way I could afford that. Wrong. Quelliv, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V. I have used it for help with a troublesome need. Just a couple of sessions in and out in the time it takes to go on your lunch break, and I felt better. This stuff is phenomenal. This is science at its best. Laser therapy, all it does is help trigger the natural uh, progression of your body, the natural recesses of your body, whether it is joint pain or muscle pain. The healing process is activated by these lasers, and it expedites the process. It's actually very, very simple. And again, in the time it takes to go on your lunch break, that is the amount of time it takes for treatment at Quelliv. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quelliv.com, West Palm Beach location, downtown, right off of Flagler. It also helps scalp rejuvenation. It also assists in anti-aging and getting rid of some of those troublesome fat pockets. It is Quelliv. I would call it a miracle, but it's just science. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quelliv.com, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quelliv.com. That's Quelliv, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quelliv.com. Go ahead and get set up today at Quellum. Saturday night, well, Lionel Messi absolutely did it again. In case you don't know what in the world Inter-Miami has been playing in, uh, it has not been MLS matches. It is not league matches. They've been playing in a tournament called the League's Cup. It's a battle between the MLS teams, that is professional soccer in the United States, and Liga MX, professional soccer in Mexico. Teams from both of those countries have been facing off against one another, and it all culminated in the championship match, the final on Saturday night between Inter-Miami and Nashville SC. This was the banger of a goal from Lionel Messi in the first half. This guy has not played a match for Inter-Miami where he has not scored or he has not collected on an absolute banger. Here from Apple Plus is Lionel Messi. Taylor coming behind as well. Kramaski in the middle. Taylor cutting it to his right, trying to get it to Kramaski. Uh-oh. A left-footed curler, and it was as gorgeous as it sounded on Apple+. Plus. I mean, this guy is simply unbelievable. He dribbled between four defenders and then planted it from 22 yards out. Lionel Messi, I don't want to hear how, oh, it's the end of his career, and oh, these are MLS players. This dude has come to a franchise that nobody gave a, a single solitary damn about, and he has made them appointment viewing. Like I, I had to work Saturday night. I was calling soccer. And as soon as I left, the first thing I did checked on the Inter-Miami match. Like, it's gotten to that point for me. 
I've done the game that I told you that I play, right? So I had my notifications set on. I wasn't able to watch the game, but I did get 24 minutes in. The ding, and I look down, and it takes about a minute and a half for the name to come up. And there it was, mm-hmm. Mr. Messi himself. And, and watching that goal, dare I say it was the best goal that he scored yet for the squad. Uh, I think the first free kick goal in his first match, because of where it was in the match, and it was a game winner, and he had just come on, all of that stuff. Sure. But this, in terms of sheer difficulty and beauty, yeah, probably. Probably. Because, I mean, right where Mama keeps the peanut butter. He he took that thing top shelf from the top. Oh, my goodness gracious. He was on the run. He was heading to his left and then planted at left corner, Um, uh, even with that goal post. Like, it's just good. (laughs) It's gross. Uh, So, Inter-Miami would go on to play a draw through 90 minutes, and they went to penalties. And Inter-Miami would win in a very anxiety-inducing, stressful, extended penalty uh, shootout. And the U- and uh, Inter-Miami won. And as soon as that happened, and I-, I felt great. I was celebratory. It felt like a team that I've been a fan of for a long time won. Messi has drawn me in. I saw the B word all over social media. Bandwagon, bandwagon, bandwagon fans, bandwagon. Even for people in South Florida, oh, now you're on the bandwagon. That was the whole point of getting Lionel Messi, if you're in or Miami, is to get people to jump on the bandwagon. Do you really think that Inter Miami was dumb enough to think that, oh, we're birthed, so we're going to have this wide, expansive fan base, and then they went on to do nothing notable since their inception? That was the whole point of getting Lionel Messi, was to bring in the bandwagon fans, to bring in the people like me, that even if I'm not a hardcore Inter-Miami fan, I sure am interested in seeing Lionel Messi play. And then Lionel Messi has been an absolute must-see attraction. So, of course, I'm on the bandwagon. And if you think that's negative, if you think that the connotation on that uh, should be skewed into a dark place, you're just a blithering idiot. Of course, I'm on the bandwagon for Inter-Miami because Lionel Messi does something magical every time he steps out onto the pitch. I'm invested in them now. I actually felt feelings for Inter-Miami. I felt great, great. Uh, a crushing sadness when Nashville scored to draw things level on Saturday night. I was full of anxiety, churning stomach to the point of nausea during the shootout, during the penalties. Lionel Messi being at Inter-Miami has made me feel things about Inter-Miami as a whole. So yes, I'm on the bandwagon. And no, that's not a bad thing because that was the intended purpose of Inter-Miami getting Lionel Messi. So if you're going to criticize South Floridians, oh, typical bandwagon stuff, I say, good. Let the bandwagon begin because that was the whole point of Inter-Miami signing Lionel Messi. Bandwagon? Shut up. That's my dog bleep Monday. Listen, I, I, I think it's very well said. I don't have anything to add to that. I, I think it's just as aggravating to me as it is to you. It is the entire point of bringing in Messi. There is no other reason you bring in Messi. Like, what? What were you going to bring in Messi to continue with the great winning tradition of Inter Miami? Uh, no. And, and let's just like let, let, uh, let's paint a visualization here. So if this is a parade. So the bandwagon's full of, of now thousands upon ten thousands and millions of people, and then the 
True Wagon or whatever you would call the diehard fans. That thing's got 17 people on there right. on the other side of the street that nobody's watching or looking at. So now, if you want to say you're jumping on the band, there was nobody on the bandwagon in the first place. Right. And and I think there this is in two camps, maybe even three. There are the fans who were there from the beginning who are, oh, now you're going to jump on the bandwagon. One, shut up. Uh, good. You wasted your time on yeah. a franchise that was a waste of time up until Lionel Messi showed up. Two, there's the bandwagon fans, or the the, the originals, the OGs, uh, that were there from the beginning that say, hey, oh my God, we have so much attention. This is good. Like This is a great thing. Um, but they have to defend themselves from those yelling bandwagon, oh, I was there from the beginning. I was at this fan fest, all that stuff. Uh, who cares? It shouldn't even have to come to that. Then there's just the cynical people who say, oh, this is just so South Florida, right? So South Florida. The same thing happened with the Panthers, people coming out of the woodwork. That's the point. You think the Panthers are going to be pushing away the people that came out of the woodwork? No. That's the point of finally building a winner is to reap the benefits and to then get the opportunity to keep them on board. Maybe they're thinking about switching allegiances. Bandwagon's not a bad thing. It's fine. It's good. It's part of the, the, the tapestry of South Florida sports because there's so many people from different places. I'm okay with bandwagon. If Joe C. from the Bronx wants to come down and he gets caught up in the Marlins playoff run because the Yankees are a complete catastrophe, you know what? So be it. I think that shows more strength than, oh, I've got my uh, my big slice of pizza that has no sauce on it because New York pizza sucks. i got a slice and I'm a Yankees fan. Uh, constantly preaching at you. I think it takes more guts to say, you know what? I want to try this new thing out. I'm going to dabble in this thing and see if I like it. I think that takes more guts than, oh, New York pizza, cardboard, cardboard with cheese, oh, Yanks, oh, Bronx, oh. I know. Try something new and I'll respect you for it. And it also takes a lot more guts to do that rather than be a fan-free agent and hop on the bandwagon of the number one team in the NFL with the number one quarterback probably that's ever going to play the game in Theo Dorsey, right, a newfound Chiefs fan. Like, that's a little harder to do than, than root, root, root for the home team when the Panthers and Inter-Miami and stuff. So, hey, I think you're right on the money with all of this. It's very annoying. Uh, Tony messages, so you're basically admitting the Heat did the same thing as Inter-Miami created a whole bandwagon Miami sports culture when they brought over LeBron. To a lesser extent, but sure. Yeah. To a lesser extent, but sure. But that's why you do that, because LeBron raced... Here, here's the LeBron effect. Keeping in mind that I constantly criticize him because he still has not thanked Heat fans, who I would argue are still the most loyal to him of any fan base he's ever played for, because that's when he was at his most tumultuous period from the outsiders just crushing him, okay? For his free agency decision, or the way that he went about free agency. But when you have the Heat make the decision to go get LeBron, bring him in, that created a whole separate industry. Brian Windhorst, why do you think he is where he is today? Because of LeBron. Because he had covered LeBron in Cleveland and before that when LeBron was in high school. So ESPN hired him because there was so much demand for LeBron coverage with the Heat. Okay? There was an entire part of ESPN.com that was dedicated to heat-only coverage of the big three. That spawned other jobs, other work, other platforms for then-soon-to-be national media types. George Chidano, our good friend, 
out at ESPN LA, who is one of the top sideline reporters for the NBA on ESPN. He benefited from the LeBron machine. He was working at 790 at the time. So the LeBron thing, the LeBron thing created a whole different culture, a whole different, a whole different industry. And the Heat won championships out of it. So it's fine. The bandwagon stuff is fine. The bandwagon stuff is good. I'm okay with the bandwagon stuff. I, what, I'm a Chicagoan, grew up with the Chicago teams. Now I'm a Dolphins fan. Okay? Now I'm a Dolphins fan. Now I'm a Heat fan. I've been brought in. Was I a bandwagon at first? Sure. But I've been sucked in, and now I've committed myself to them. It's okay. It's okay. And these, uh, this show kind of go live. Uh, newfound hockey fans, too. Big Panthers fans. Big Panthers fans. You Come. want to talk about Kachuk? Kachuk us. <laughs> for Hagee as well. Yeah, I mean, for, oh, for Hagee? Absolutely. <laughs> um... Joining us now here on ESPN 106.3. I don't even know if I'm allowed to even like officially say anything. Well, let's uh, ask him. ESPN West Palm legend. I'll just keep it at that for now. Evan Cohen here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, hi, Evan. Of course you're allowed to say stuff. It's out there. Go ahead. Reintroduce, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Hope. Go ahead. Evan Cohen. Well, I don't even know when you start, by the way. When do you start? September 5th. September it's on the press release oh, that you tweeted, you idiot. There we go. I got it. Uh, 6 a.m., September 5th, right here on ESPN 106.3. This is a full circle moment. A man who, at the beginning, the inception of uh, ESPN West Palm, which was then 7.60 a.m., all the way back in uh, 2003, he hosted evenings here on ESPN 106.3. Then he went to drive time, where he set up a an institution in local sports radio. Now, he will be on in the mornings here on ESPN 106.3 alongside Chris Canty and Michelle Smallman. It is the newly minted morning show host, ESPN Radio, here on ESPN 106.3. Evan Cohen with us here on Ken Levick Alive. How was that? Much, much better. You know, this is the first interview I've done since all of this was public. Or not interview. I called you. And my, yeah. the reason I called you... And it's the first appearance I've made. I haven't been on anywhere, right? The reason I'm calling you is why are you trying to give away my bits that are going to be new to my new calls before I start? Why would you put out there on Twitter what you want to be the truth because we've worked together for 20 years, which is that I'm a pathetic loser when it comes to the NFL draft. You put it out there at KLB 1063. <laughs> you tweeted to Canty. He doesn't know that. Oh man, that is so good. So, so one of Evan's most uh, just mind boggling quirks still is that he will sit down and it's now three days of doing this with the NFL draft Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. This guy sits down right. with a piece of paper, more like a notebook, but he's got paper and pen and he in 2023 where you have tablets and laptops and phones and all these things, he will write down literally write down pen to paper every single pick of the NFL draft which is still one of the most singularly weird things that anybody does that I know and I don't understand so I tweeted to Chris Canty today his soon to be co-host hey uh, I don't know how you're going to handle this but Evan does this with the NFL draft and I didn't even think that you would have been using it for a bit uh, once you got on air so my apologies no, because think of Ken 
Ken, think about this. All of the, the people listening to Ken Levick alive right now, right? They don't, they don't know that. Like, forget that it's about me in general. They likely do not know that there's someone still in this year of 2020 do something so pathetic. So maybe possibly some of your audience is hearing this right now and saying, wait, what? And you have that wait, what moment, which is what you're always looking for. And you, before I ever start on this show, are trying to take that away from me? What did I ever do to you? How did you get the job that you have right now? How did you get the FAU job? How did you get the job in Wisconsin? I understand. I haven't done enough for you. You're trying to, is this what we're doing now? You're trying to sabotage. The biggest opportunity of my life, Cameron Bishop, is trying to sabotage it before it even starts. I mean, really, I, I at least I didn't uh, I didn't tweet at Chris Canty about you throwing six interceptions in a high school game. Well, if you did, that would have been wrong because it was eight. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. It was eight. My my facts were wrong on that. Uh, how does it feel to be my lead in now on ESPN Radio on ESPN 106.3? Well, I'm not your lead in. There's well, a show kind after of. Greeny's on Ken, so you Maybe. don't even know the lineup of the station that you're on. Well, he, I, mean, I really hope Stephanie Prince, your general manager, is not listening to this, which it's your show, so we know she's not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope, and Courtney and Brian and everybody in charge are not listening to this, because you don't know the lineup on your own radio station. That's what you just told us. Well, I think that it's an indirect leading. Like, let's be honest. Like You're going to set the table, and then everybody needs oh, a breather. Ken's trying to come up with new radio terms. Yeah. Hey, you're the indirect leading. <laughs> you know, let's so, go through that in the truck yeah. they call. We all did. Set the table. Get, get a, a breather with Greeny. Just on it. You got it wrong, Ken. I didn't get it wrong. I know. I know Greeny's on. I just well, he hasn't been on for like a month, but or two months at this point. But yes, I know that Greeny's Stop between. It. Okay, okay, okay. I know he's between us. Uh, I'm very excited. I know you're mad right now, but I'm very excited to hear you and Chris Canty and Michelle Smallman. I'm very, very, very curious about what the sound of the show is going to be like, what the content's going to be like, what some of the takes are going to be. I think we're entering a very interesting time in radio, Evan. I'm excited. Okay. All right. What are we doing here? Stone, I know, I know you think that you should have gotten this job, but I did. It was between you and I, obviously. They gave it to me over you. But did you hear that sense there for Ken? Almost as if, hey, this will be fun. No chance it works. Like, that's, that's the sense I got from Ken just now. Man, I'm not sure. I do have an actual producer question, though, Evan. How many topics can I pick off or how many topics am I allowed to pick off from your show and, and use for this one leading in? Well, if you pick off one, that's one more than I heard you do for Ken's show, so that'll be good. <laughs> All right. All right. Let me, let me write that down. I get at least one. One a day. All right, Evan, one, here's one, one a day. One a day just for Stone. Deal. Here's my, here's my, my issue with all of this. I am excited for you, but I got to be honest, Evan. Like, I, I thought that, oh, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, we had a big farewell for you, and we, we, we got teary-eyed, and we hugged, and said, Evan, Really, really, really great job, and thank you for making ESPN 106.3 what it's become. Uh, and then I ended up getting getting uh, th- th- this midday show here on ESPN 106.3, and i got to be honest, I had designs of being the guy here at ESPN 106.3, being the face, being the voice, and then now you're, um, you're back in a spot that, that the great Mike and Mike used to occupy, and i got to be honest, I feel like you're kind of one-upping me a bit here. <laughs> kind of? Oh yeah, you know what, Ken? You're right. I should have reconsidered this opportunity Uh and said to ESPN, "You know what? This could make Ken Levicka look bad." I'm out, guys. Sorry. Give me another one. I don't want to be the almost lead in or whatever you said there. 
But yeah, I did have the big goodbye at ESPN West Palm. At that moment, I had no idea that I would have the big hello, which is kind of crazy to think about. But yeah, it's, it is weird. You said it, like being serious for a second, the full circle moment. We started that thing from scratch, and now, 20 years later, you know, I'm back on ESPN West Palm where it all started for me in the mornings, which is just kind of crazy to think about. And I still think I would have had the goodbye show. Maybe it would have been a little different knowing the hello that's happening now, but I still think I would have had that. Uh, I mean, don't you think, Ken, people would have wanted to hear from J-Mart as much as possible? Isn't that a goal for the entire you know, audience of Palm Beach County Treasure Coast? Well, to I, hear all the sports takes from J-Mart? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, he's the one that really made this engine run uh, over the years. Uh, September 5th. 6 a.m., 6 a.m., Evan Cohen, Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, right here on ESPN 106.3. Then, of course, it is Greeny at 10 a.m., and then uh, myself, Stone Labanowitz, and then insert host here based on the day uh, at noon for Ken Levick Alive. Uh, so this and this changes none of your schedule, so I don't have to have the arbitrary what's it going to be like waking up early uh, question here. So uh, so good. Excellent. Do you, have you talked to Canty? How often have you talked to Canty? Do you know him yet? Do you know his quirks, his fun, his his fun traits? I've, I uh, so because, in all honesty, none of us knew we were getting this opportunity. Obviously, um, Chris has been away, so he was in, I believe, South Carolina. No, he had a vacation with his wife, and then he's got a place in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So he, I've never met him in person in my life. So I still haven't met him in person. Michelle, I've hung out with now a bunch. Um, she does not like your show. She told me, she's like, I, I used to work in St. Louis. I'd be in Palm Beach County for spring training. Not a big fan of Ken Levicka. So she did say that to me. I said, me too. I'll work on that. <laughs> There's a lot of uh-huh. buzz that we can get him fired. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm working on that for you, Ken. Cool. So, uh, yeah. I, so I've been around Michelle. Give my regards to I've Michelle. Yeah, give my regards to her when you guys get together to do whatever you're going to do. I don't know. Um, so, so again, September 5th. Ken, let, me ask, let me ask you an honest question. Yeah, sure. You're happy for me, or you're annoyed by this? I'm fascinated by this answer. No, it's a, it's a, it's a sort of mixed bag. Like when I saw that, I'm like, oh, 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 I needed to tell you this too. I needed to tell you this. So, so the uh, the news got broke by the Sports Business Journal a couple of weeks ago. And I tweeted something I thought was kind of funny. Like, oh, I think uh, we might have some problems uh, selling uh, sponsorships, partnerships with Evan Cohen as part of our lineup. Like, I thought it was a, a funny thing. And hey, I Evan's thought that back. was funny too. Did you get in trouble for this? I didn't get in trouble, but I got asked to take that tweet down because uh, nothing was official. Oh, really? Yet. Yeah. So I took it down, and then 40 minutes later, uh, our parent company announced that you were going to be on mornings on ESPN Radio. <laughs> So I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like 40 minutes later. There's nothing, there's nothing better. Ted, there's, not, there's nothing. I, just to take the audience behind the scenes a little bit here of my relationship with Ken. There's nothing more fitting than my success leading to your humor, leading to you getting in trouble. <laughs> I mean, that is just perfect. Speaking of setting the table, that was case in point there. So, so back to your original question. Yeah, mixed bag. I, uh, it, it's good to have you back in the mix. It's good to have you uh, back on ESPN 106.3. I think that your voice should be on ESPN 106.3. That said, just feels like at the very least, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you've been talking for a little bit with the suits up there in Bristol and in New York. Just maybe you could have given me a little heads up so maybe I could have focused in a little bit more becoming the guy in a more expedited manner because now uh, this guy's back in town and this guy's back in the lineup and he's doing it in the coveted morning spot and I just feel like I don't know uh, I'm being pushed to the uh, the back of the room a little bit and by the way while we're here 
Theo, Theo Dorsey, mm-hmm. you are great at what you do. Watch out. I'm coming for Duffy's again. <laughs> Ken Lodicko, oh, wow. Dr. Goldhaber is my guy. Okay? Oh, he was in and, here today. Caleb, hello, how are you? Oh, I'm back. And I'm getting everybody with me. And I'm getting everybody away from Ken. I'm getting everybody away from Theo. I'm getting everybody away from Josh. They're coming back to me, baby. Oh, yeah. I'm taking back over ESPN West Palm starting September 5th. Uh, Evan, I'm just trying to do my job here. we got to get to a break. What do you suggest uh, I do? You do what you just did, which is good. That was yeah, pretty good. Hey, real quick though, real quick before before you go, before you go, um, all will be forgiven. Right. I will forgive you in every facet if I can at least get two name drops each week oh. on the on the show. Yeah, so like, hey, you know, I just want to shout out some of the great affiliates all across the country. ESPN West Palm just actually got rid of Ken Levicka live. <laughs> Congratulations to Josh Cohen and the home team, the only local show on the station. Uh, That's I, one, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Does that sound good? And uh, I prefer a more positive connotation, but sure. Like, I'll take oh, what I can okay. get at this point. At least set me up for good right. future job opportunities after that. Um, All right, so here about this. You know, congratulations to Ken Levick, our new host of Fishing Headquarters, Saturday morning, <laughs> 6 a.m. here on ESPN West Palm. Shout out to Ken. Hey, Long time coming. We're bringing back Evan Cohen. We might as well bring back the fishing shows as well. Uh, all right, Evan, September 5th, Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, 6 a.m. mornings here on ESPN 106.3. Cohen, Canty, and Smallman. Evan, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing you, all joking aside. And again, uh, two name mentions per week. I'm going to mark that down, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you September 5th. Congratulations to Jeremy Marks Pelton replacing Ken Levicka as FAU voice. Congratulations, <laughs> Ken Levicka remote. FAU play by play. There's your third mention. It bye, is, guys. Bye. It is tough to have leverage when everything that uh, that I do in my career, it all it largely is based off of Evan. Uh, that is Stone the Bandowitz Friday Night Lights. He's going to kill me. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Big stuff coming up at the I Think Financial Amphitheater. I Think Financial staples in the community, and the community needs your help. Donate today. Support the I Think Community Foundation, the I Think Community Foundation's mission to improve the lives of children and families in our communities. Visit ithinkfi.org slash locations. Find a local branch or call 1-800-873-5100. That's ithinkfi.org slash locations. I think Financial Amphitheater. This coming Sunday, Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper at the I Think Financial Amphitheater. Then... Two weeks from now, Slightly Stupid and Sublime, Avenged Sevenfold, September 16th, and Trippy Red on the 21st of September. Always something going on at the I Think Financial Amphitheater. The I Think Financial Amphitheater. That is I Think Financial. Uh, do you real quick, Stone, want to give your dog bleep Monday? Mine is, mine is flat out. Uh, who cares? Who cares if you're Miami fans? Who cares if soccer fans or bandwagon fans? That was the whole point of getting messy for Inter Miami. Bandwagon's not an insult. It's an expectation. It's what was hoped for. So if you think that you're disrespecting people with that, then by calling them bandwagon, you're just kind of kind of foolish. Um, yeah, it's dog. All right, dog blame me.
Um, I, this is honestly my favorite segment ever. I love spending my weekend bookmarking tweets just to bring them out on Monday. Like yeah. whenever you see a piece of crap, a steamy pile of one, you just bookmark it and you're like, oh, I'll bring it up on Monday. We have the same, we have the same weekend, uh, <laughs> journey. Yeah. It's, it's like doomsday scrolling, but I mean, it's all for show purposes. All right. I got two. First off, Marcus Jordan, Larsa Pippen. They've set a date. Well, they're getting married. Um, yeah, dog. He's just trolling his dad at this point, right? Like, he's just trolling MJ. No, I think he loves her. I mean, they're getting married. They are getting married. They set a date. When I saw the tweet, I almost blocked the account, but I'm like, you know what? It's going to come up another 48 times. Marcus Jordan, Larsa Pippen have set a date. I mean, come on. What is going on? What is life? I mean, we saw what happened with, with MJ's former running mate and Larsa Pippen. And she, she's kept her last name even after that marriage ending because it's financially lucrative for her. Now she's going after a Jordan. She's marrying, she's marrying a Pippen and a Jordan. Like, who's next? A Rodman? Like, this um, is crazy. Dog. So that was number one. Number two, I have written down here why Novak Djokovic and Carlos Alcaraz was not on our show sheet today. I think that's just a pile of dog crap. I think that's our boy Novak Djokovic. We are in a very expensive tennis market here in West Palm, and he wins Cincinnati yesterday, and we don't give the man any love. Right. Not an audio clip. No nothing from you. I, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. Just yeah. plain and simple. Okay, so full disclosure, uh, Stone texted me yesterday, like, hey, Novak Djokovic and Carlos Alcaraz playing in the final at Cincinnati. Get some tech tequila. Sit down and watch you. You know what I did? I did that. Yeah. And it was a high, high-quality match. Uh, the problem is, Stone, if we bring this up on this show and spend any time talking about Djokovic and Alcaraz in a non-tennis Grand Slam, there's going to be about five people that even knew they were playing yesterday and less people that knew where they were playing yesterday. Okay? Hey, Novak Djokovic said post-game that it felt like a Grand Slam final, right? Okay. Just to throw that one out there. No, but I hear you. I'm just kidding. I just wanted to shine some light for two seconds. Okay, good. Well, that was a good radio ploy uh, on your part. And then I also had on here, too, his first throw. To his very first pass attempt yesterday. Actually, you know what? Obviously, it was his first pass attempt, but it was the first play of the entire football game that he threw it to the wrong team in a preseason game. So off to a hot start there. Well, you're piling on him. And again, he orchestrated a 93-play or 93-yard touchdown drive. 93 plays would be a lot. A 93-yard <laughs> touchdown drive the very next time on the field. Want to know why? Because he's, uh, he's mentally strong. And he fell great. He got knocked down, and that shin was tucked. No head contact? That's another positive from Tua. I mean, holy cow. That became an actual storyline. It sure did. The fact that he tucked his chin while getting sacked in a preseason <laughs> game. I didn't know if it was a new low or a new high. I didn't really know what it's to an, make of it's it. It's a new high. This man concussion-free in 2023. <laughs> Mark that down. All right. Tua concussion-free in 2023. Rolls off the tongue. Uh, real quick, off-season football report brought to you by Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Former... Glade Central and Florida State product, James Blackman, quarterback, according to the Palm Beach Post, is a dolphin. That happened today. That is your uh, off-season football report brought to you by Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more. 
by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. He's still in the battle. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Hey, remember this football season, if you're going to see the Dolphins, the End Zone Express with Brightline. Go Brightline.com and the free Brightline app. You go to the Aventura station from wherever you originate. Rideshare over to Hard Rock Stadium and go see the fans as they win the AFC East. That's the End Zone Express Brightline. Go Brightline.com, free Brightline app. How about going to see Lionel Messi? And enter Miami, the League's Cup champions. Well, that's the goal-getter train. Head to Fort Lauderdale, their beautiful station and rideshare over to Drive Pink Stadium and back after an Inter-Miami victory. Brightline has you covered. Stations in West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, Miami Central Station, luxurious. Boca Aventura, you can't beat it. Most stress-free way to get through South Florida. GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. Uh, I got a message from Bob. He says, hey, dumbass, books turn movies. What about Harry Potter and Jurassic Park? Well, Bob, it was an oversight, and we didn't spend that much time talking about it, but you're right. Harry Potter, popular books. Jurassic Park, popular book. Michael Crichton turned into a movie. You're right, Bob. I agree with Bob here. Jesus, man. Did you know Clueless is based off of a Jane Austen book? Uh, it's of an course, adaptation. Of course, I did not. <laughs> uh, have you ever read the Harry Potter books? Of course. Oh, that's right. You're one of those. Uh, I am one of those. You are learned. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.